that's all about making um, equitable access to medical nutrition a reality. I'm your host, Joanna, and um, this month we're dedicating this episode to raising awareness for about homocystinuria, or HCU, and cabalamin disorders in honor of HCU Awareness Month. Today, we have a very special guest with us, brought as a classical homocystinuria patient and a passionate advocate who's dedicated his, uh, to supporting individuals with HCU. He is also a crucial part of providing suitable access to uh, a crucial part of providing suitable access, uh, suitable food options um, for those who with dietary restrictions. As we dive into this episode, we are we will explore um, Bharat's personal journey, his advocacy efforts, and the amazing work being done to uh, taste connections. Uh, we'll also touch upon the Medical Nutrition Equity Act and how it can impact the lives of individuals managing conditions like HCO. But before we dive into this conversation, it's essential to remember the Medical Nutrition Equity Act is still pending, um, is still a pending bill. And that could um, revolutionize the way healthcare companies cover medically uh, prescribed foods, formula, and necessary vitamins. It's a crucial piece of legislation that could change the lives of that could change lives for the better. Today we ex will explore the world of homocystinuria. Brat will share his personal journey and his uh, advocacy work and how his website, Homocystinuria Support, is making a difference. We'll also um, delve into the incredible work of Taste Connections and how it is how his how Taste Connections is doing under Malathy's legislation uh, um, leadership. So whether you're a someone who is directly impacted by HCU, a caregiver, or a healthcare professional, this episode is for you. Uh, is, this episode is for you. Um, let's get started. Uh, can you share with us your personal, can you share your personal journey with classical HCU? Um, whether and uh, when you were uh, first diagnosed, and what um, it, and how it has impacted your life. I guess I can first. Uh, I was um, I was diagnosed late uh, late at the age of two years old because of seizures. I was admitted in the hospital in London, England, with seizures. Finally, after a lot of tests. The doctors had the hospital. Finally, after a lot of tests, the doctors at the hospital diagnosed me with classical homocysteine urea. Everything revolves around uh, around my diet. <clears throat> I still take my seizure medication and and watch what I eat. Uh, I have a lot of fractures. Uh, fractures on my shoulder, knee, etc. In 2019, after a big fall, even 
even with surgery with plates and screws on my right foot, leg and leg and ankle. It took me nearly one and a half years to to, to recover from the surgery. I was afraid of uh, I was afraid of afraid I was not going to be able to recover. It took uh, it it took a lot of patience for me to uh, for me to actually deal with it. Like like actually for the first four weeks I was I was actually in in a cast. Then then it then I was in a then then I was in a brace. Then then slowly I I could use it. Uh, after that I I I actually needed a walker to actually walk, and and so on. And and it was very tricky for uh, for the doctors to actually uh, recover. I mean, the to actually do my to actually do my foot and yeah, just to see whether it was properly done. Okay. What's so, next? So what are some of the most um, significant challenges you've um, faced uh, in managing ACU on a daily basis, including dietary restrictions and medical uh, interventions? I'm controlling my, uh, controlling my diet, managing my formula and seizure medications. I visit my local endo every year uh, to see whether my bone density is 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 up to the right level then i then i take my supplements like like vitamin d multivitamin and and an hcu express formula which is which is bitter in in taste it doesn't matter how bitter it is i i really have to take it because that's what gives me amount of uh, vitamin d in it and and, and then and then also protein. Recently, my sugar level went up while recovering from sur from surgery, but I but I controlled it very quickly. Right, and so you're one of few patients who's actually diabetic as well as homo as homocysteinuria. Um, and uh, not, not at all. I was, and uh, while I was uh, while I was having surgery. It was it was actually eight point eight point three then then uh, then then once I had the surgery and I uh, and I was able to recover I I actually exercised on the uh, and then once that that was over I was able to exercise on the on the bike twenty to twenty five minutes a day uh, starting from la last uh, last January. I was able to walk walk with my uncle in from from England, who actually visited me for three months, starting from for four miles, and then after that uh, on the, on the bike I went twenty to twenty five minutes a day. Mm -hmm. About I did uh, I did one fifty to one eighty calories, mm -hmm. and uh, and and I used to be one ninety pounds now now I've reduced weight to one fifty. So uh, so so now so now my my levels have been six point one to six six point two. Right, and you're talking about your diabetic levels here. Yeah. Your, I'm sorry, I can, um, yeah. 
yeah, yeah, and my and my protein levels have been the the latest the the latest uh, protein level uh, has been uh, homocysteine level has been thirty two. Right, and for reference, um, normal is between five and twenty. So, um, let's see, uh, um. What motivated you to become an advocate for HCU awareness? And what um, are the primary goals you um, of, of your advocacy work? I have created my, my, my website, hcusupport.com, in 2002 to give, to give uh, information to everyone with, with recipes, etc. Like, like I do uh, food demos. I mean, uh, like I do a recipe of the hash browns as an uh, as an as an example, and then and then and then other types of recipes I do, and then even now yeah, even these days I uh, I actually cook my own uh, hash browns every day morning with with uh, turmeric and and with a uh, little bit of chili powder and. Uh, a little bit of potatoes, mostly radish and mostly pasilla uh, chili mm -hmm. every day. So, uh, so that's how I. Mm -hmm. That's what motivated me. So, what motivated? What motivated you to start the website? And what? What? What motivated me to start the website? Is, um, because. Um, uh, uh, because I have this, I have this condition called homocysteine urea, and I wanted to help uh, help other people out who are, who who have got HCU. Yeah, and then and also how to how to travel to play, uh, how to travel to places, and then how to manage it. Are you? How do dietary restrictions play a role in managing uh, HCU and, uh, oh, we haven't went through that one. Um, let's see. How has uh, your personal um, experience with HCU influenced your advocacy efforts and, and the support that you provide to the HCU community? But, um how has your personal experience? I am uh, I am interested in talking with others. If it helps, uh, if it uh, if it helps them, that's why I started the website. I also attend every every HCU conference to to learn to to learn and and also discuss with others. And I do a lot of cooking, following the diet every day, like like hash browns in the morning. And I and I also keep my levels, um, and non, and I, and I also keep my levels uh, constant at a constant level. Uh, you're also involved in Taste Connections, a low protein a low protein food company. Could you tell us more about the products offered? There and the significance of for individuals with dietary restrictions. Yeah, my uh, my 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 mother, my mother, 
look, it may look very difficult initially, but uh, but can be managed easily. This is where I can help in whatever way I can. Uh, what has been the most rewarding as aspect of your journey, and whether whether it has, whether it's related to to your advocacy work or your role in Taste Connections? And because I keep because I keep healthy habits and and also maintain my protein levels, I am able to enjoy what I do while traveling. Traveling also helps. Uh, traveling also helps with my exercise. It has allowed me to explore and learn and learn about history. And uh, I like I like my role in these connections. It's one thing which I forgot to mention. Uh, if I if I need to go go if I need to go go and eat to a to a restaurant occasionally outside. I I actually reduce my um, reduce my protein content and I eat and I eat low um, and I eat low in protein three, um, three or four days beforehand before I do. Okay, it's so going off uh, the questions a little bit. Um, oh, sorry. Your um, what are your favorite? No, no problem. What are your um, what kind of restaurants do you eat at? What are some of your places? And Indian restaurants and uh, Indian restaurants, uh, Mexican restaurants, uh, any any kind of vegetarian uh, restaurants. Uh, looking ahead, what are your hopes uh, and aspirations for 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 the ACU community? Then the support available and the end and dietary restrictions. And is to um, is to know uh, is to know whether there is whether whether ACU can can actually come up with an enzyme therapy capsules. Easy tabs now, um, but we are always looking for better trick. Um, let's see. Thank you for joining us. It is. Uh, thank you for joining us today um, uh, on this special episode of Nutrition Equity uh, as we uh, uh, explored uh, the world of of classical homocystinuria advocacy and the vital work being done at Days Connections. A heartfelt um, thank you to Bharat and for sharing his personal journey and involve, and his involvement in Days Connections. When, uh, where, the, where they provide essential low-protein options. The uh, family's dedication to supporting individuals with dietary restrictions uh, is truly inspiring. As we wrap up this, uh, as we wrap up today's uh, episode, we want to remind you that of the um, we want to remind you of the ongoing efforts to pass the Medical Nutrition Equity Act, uh, a crucial piece of legislation 
that could revolutionize access to medical and medically prescribed formula, foods, formulas, and necessary vitamins. To learn more about the bill, explore patient stories, and understand state-by-state state coverage differences, and take, a di and, and take action by writing your legislators. Um, we're currently looking for a House Republican to reintroduce the bill. Uh, visit nutritionequity.org. It's a comprehensive resource that, could, that can empower uh, you to make a difference. We will continue to provide updates on the progress of the bill and encourage you to reach out to share your thoughts and be part of change. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you very much for having me. Yeah. Uh, thank you for being uh, with us today as we, uh, and thank you for, thank you Barat for sharing his story um, uh, and his commitment to, to making uh, a difference. Um, I'm your host, Joanna, and I look forward to having you back on Nutrition Equity for more inspiring stories and informative discussions. Until, then, until next time, stay healthy, stay informed, and keep advocating for nutrition equity. Thanks. Bye. Bye.